Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me every Tuesday and Friday to talk all about Bravo TV. On Tuesdays, I report on all the latest news stories happening in the off-screen lives of our favorite Bravo celebrities. And Friday bonus episodes range from one season wonder recaps, Bravo celebrity product reviews, book club discussions, very random deep dives, and so much more. Sit back, grab your drink, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Elizabeth Franchini from season eight of Below Deck. Elizabeth came onto our screens as a bright-eyed spiritual yaddy with the goal of not falling in love this charter season. However, things took a quick turn for her when she began butting heads with her chief stew and fell for her fellow crew member. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth, and thanks so much for coming on. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I was talking to you earlier about how we have a mutual friend who helped set this up and she's a Long Island girl. You're a Long Island girl. I am too. So I have to just ask where on Long Island are you from and would you ever move back there? Where are you living now these days? Yeah. So I'm originally from uh, a small town in Nassau County called Malvern. That's actually like a 30 minute train ride into the city. So it's like kind of on the border of Queens. Um, And I love growing up there. And now I live in Fort Lauderdale, the yachting industry hub is. So I'm used to just being here. Um, I love New York, but with the pandemic right now, um, and just the way things are, I don't know when I'd be moving back there anytime soon, unfortunately. I mean, I don't blame you. The only people I know have left New York. Like once it started kind of becoming really serious, everyone was like, you know, my uncle lives in California. I'm going to move there. Or I know a couple of people who moved down to Florida. So I don't blame you. <laughs> I just need this nice weather and, you know, being outside the ocean. I know just like nature in general, even like when I've been able to leave the city, my roommate has a car. So we've like left and gone on hiking trips upstate and it's just been so nice. And whenever I'm out of the city, I think like, what the hell am I doing living in like a concrete (laughs) jungle? Truly, (laughs) I know I've been there so many times. That's why I went back and forth and but I feel like a lot of people on below deck end up actually moving to Florida. Like I feel like Kate Chastain was there and then a bunch of other um, random people from past seasons always kind of end up there. But I guess it's like, yeah, like yeah. you said, the Yachty Hub. Yeah, exactly. It's just this is where the boats are. So if you want to stay busy, you'll you'll get hired if you're here, you know. So when you got onto the show, you mentioned you had been a stew for about five years prior to being on Below Deck. So how did you get into yachting? I feel like that's kind of a very random thing to just stumble upon. Yeah, it's funny. I actually did just stumble upon it <laughs> because I was on a vacation with my best friend in St. Martin, which is, of course, another very popular yachting destination. And then I 
fell in love at first sight with my ex-boyfriend on the beach and he was a yachty and so I like you know like it was really because of him that we were traveling together afterwards and it was just a means for us to be together and I wasn't doing much in New York other than like hospitality jobs here and there and doing promotional modeling and just kind of freelance work so it just made sense did you work on boats with him the entire time? No, we, throughout the years of our relationship, we did end up getting couple positions on a few boats. But when I started, like I just got my um, SCCW certification. And a few days later, after getting it, I got hired as a relief stewardess, relief third stewardess on my very first boat in St. Martin. And I just said, goodbye to him and left for that boat <laughs> bye and it all started from there <laughs> yeah thanks well we were having issues yeah <laughs> I mean story. I don't know how it could happen where you could have like a stable relationship when both people are on yachts full of like attractive people on your crew and then all of the guests like yeah. did you ever hook up with a guest I feel like that would be the hardest thing for me to uh. not do it's horrible <laughs> I don't know what that says about me as an employee yeah no I have never hooked up with a guest um usually I mean that would definitely be like grounds for dismissal <laughs> but I, I never even got away with it or anything <laughs> but the goal would be yeah to find some um, really awesome guests and then not have to work in the boats anymore right <laughs> exactly the roles will reverse <laughs> <laughs> but if it's that case at least you would be like so grateful and gracious to the people who were working for you because you can say hey I've been there yes, yes. I need another mimosa but I'm also gonna say please and thank you <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so did oh. you work with any good celebrities? Whenever I think of yachting, I just think of like Beyonce and Jay-Z and their beautiful kids like frolicking in the South. Oh, France. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, I was in the Mediterranean and um, I worked on the biggest boat I've ever been on. It's over 200 feet. There were 17 crew members. Wow. And um yeah, and we did a charter with uh, the owner of Vice Media, wow. and he had <laughs> a really nice family. And then there was this like, yeah, I think we were in Italy, and there was this thing Google going on. So all these very wealthy, important, prominent people were <laughs> there because it was literally like a Google convention. I think like Bill Gates was there, but our boat hosted an after party. So there were definitely a few celebrities at the after party on our boat. And that was pretty exciting. I just know Alicia Keys was sitting inside and yeah, it was really cool, <laughs> but I was just so busy working. It's not like you can like have time to. Well, that's the hard part. I feel <laughs> like with this show and even on like some of the housewives shows, you'll see like the bartenders of these parties, like watching all the drama happen. You have to think like, wow, <laughs> these people have seen everything. Yeah, there's definitely some crazier situations out there where, yeah, they really do see everything. <laughs> and especially because Below Deck has a full camera crew following the guests and the crew, I feel like the guests can't be as rowdy and wild. Like, I think it was maybe, I can't remember what season, but someone had drugs and Captain Lee, like, freaked out. And in my yeah. head, I'm like, why do I feel like 
major celebs like you know young celebrities have just like tons of like cocaine and parties and women and I'm like I feel like we're seeing a PG version of yachting you are so right (laughs) it can get way more (laughs) x-rated that's what I want to see (laughs) I literally just the other day was speaking to a um, captain and he said there was like this couple they were having basically they were having a threesome on the bow like in the middle of the day like no shame <laughs> I literally just heard that story yesterday I was like oh yeah I once was on I was That's once what's listening- going on over here <laughs> I was listening to a podcast once and I heard the guy talking about a time he was on a yacht and like he it was like him his wife and like maybe five other couples he said they'd all been drinking all day and at one point like everyone kind of like went and did their own thing like and he said like they went up to the front and they just saw like their friend giving her husband a blowjob like in the middle of daylight friends on the boat and like he was like what the fuck save it for home (laughs) I don't know what it is about being on a yacht but I swear like people just (laughs) let some sides of themselves come out it's like this um little oasis dreamboat that I don't know nothing's real I I mean yeah exactly it's like you're taken away like you're on the water you're like okay none of my problem all my problems are on land yeah exactly do whatever I want and it's like the rules don't the rules don't go like exactly water as they do on land for some reason I'm all for it honestly same like I'm like shaming people for doing that but god knows if I like was like really wealthy and had like a big ass boat I'd be like yeah whatever it was just a blowjob in the wind he liked it I liked it we were having fun yeah I completely know what you're saying so funny I would be fired so quickly from below deck like oh my god clearly I I would break every rule so how did you get involved in the show obviously you know I'm not sure if you were aware but you know Below Deck is the most watched show on Bravo so like were you nervous to go on this show and kind of expose yourself to all of the insane Bravo fans who are very very vocal as you probably know about <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I mean I definitely prepared for that you know I knew that I was gonna be putting myself out there and it was gonna be intense um but I mean, for the past three years, I've been toying with the idea of going on Below Deck because, like, literally every single person I know is like, you should go in the show. You're the Yachty, you know, like, it would be amazing. Um, And let's say, let's just say I have an acting background. Like, I grew up um, acting my whole life in theater, and then I went to college for acting. And I basically put that dream aside (laughs) to to work in the yachting industry and have a five years traveling and but now I kind of want to go back to that. So I thought going on below deck could be a really cool opportunity to get back into like just entertainment in general. Totally. It's like a good way to kind of like get yourself out there. And at least you kind right. of are aware that you don't want to be a lifer. Like I feel like some people, you know, Eddie, for example, like clearly wants to be a captain, clearly wants this for his entire life and is like serious in a way. You know? Yeah, it's a serious career. Yeah. But I mean, from my from my 20s, it was it was amazing. I wouldn't take it back for the world, but I don't know. I think it's a little bit different with women and the chief stewardesses because we always yachting is just like a means to an end. Well, 
<laughs> this season was definitely different. You know, we didn't have Kate Chastain, who had been the chief stew for years and years and years. And her and Captain Lee had this bond together. And they replaced her with Francesca, who obviously, you know, no spoilers. If you're listening to this episode, you've, uh, you've probably watched season eight and know that um, you were fired on the second to last episode, which like, come on, oh. second to last episode, really? Yeah, <laughs> and Literally. like, were you surprised to see how many times Francesca had complained about you to Lee and to the other cast members, or like, were you kind of blindsided by that? Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, I wasn't shocked watching afterwards at Fran's reactions, but it was definitely at the rest of the crew because I mean, most were all nice to my face, and yeah. they gave me no inkling that they saw a problem with my work ethic. Like I was constantly running around, busy and making things happen. Turn ups, turn downs, laundry, dishes, serving meals, cleaning up pantries, restocking. Like I didn't appreciate the lack of support from my interior team or like just the terrible levels of communication. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> there, there were some moments where I was like, okay, um, Elizabeth, yeah, not the best moment. Like the mustard gas situation. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> but even like, honestly, like, again, like I got, I have to play devil's advocate here. I'm like, of course you're on the show. Like, and I'm grateful for you coming on my podcast. But like, if yeah. you had to get fired after anything, I was shocked it wasn't the mustard gas. Like it took like you yeah. going into the guest cabin and fooling around with James that got you fired rather than potentially killing everybody. <laughs> the mustard gas thing. I mean, even, even Kate had, um, she reached out to me personally and was like, I think that was the most ridiculous thing ever because I've done that so many times. And- <laughs> For the most part, like the mistakes are amplified doing entertainment. And then even, I think there's even people that are like, it, it's not even comparable to mustard gas. Like no one's lives are actually in danger. This is what I've been told, you know, <laughs> it still looks pretty bad. So I really <laughs> yeah. wish I didn't do that. And I still have that shirt that I was trying to bleach. And every time I look at it, I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> I should probably burn it. It's it's so cursed. It has to go into like the Bravo museum of like random items that have like made a real, a real statement. (laughs) At least it's like an iconic moment that I don't know if could ever be recreated. Like, I know it goes I feel out like- in history like okay let it, let it be that it's fine. <laughs> I mean future chief stews will be watching and we'll be like all right um note to self no bleach indoors and I don't even remember the concoction yeah like, who knows but yeah oh apparently I, I might have saved lives because now we all know that <laughs> there you go you're actually a savior you're saving lives <laughs> that's me just putting a positive spin on like everything that's good that's oh, important I should, well yeah it keeps me keeps me sane sometimes but one thing I struggled with like I have a corporate job I work in corporate America and I've struggled in the past not now my my boss is an absolute gem now but in the past I've dealt with bosses similar to Francesca where they bitch and complain about certain things but they never teach you and I and I find that to be a real disservice especially on below deck we've seen it time and time again I think yeah most recently like for example like with Hannah on Below Deck Med like she was so unhappy constantly doing things wrong her her mm-hmm. stews weren't happy with her and then Bugsy comes in and is super uber organized really allows for each 
Stu to re- really understand their role. And in addition mm. to that, saying, hey, like, do you want to learn white glove service? This is how you do it. And it's like, oh, poof, great. They do it perfectly going right. forward. With even with her, she was like, she's not holding the wine glasses, wine bottles properly. It's like, well, go up to her in the and cabin tell and just me. say, hey, let's just try to hold the glasses like right. this. And you would do it and you'd be fine rather than just <laughs> like sitting around crying to Captain Lee, where it's like, you need to control your team, honey. Like you're the boss. Like, yeah. It's your turn. It's your job to teach them, period, regardless of their ranking. Right. You literally hit the nail on the head with all of that. Um, Clearly, I think about this a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like it's just so true, and and that was something that you know really annoyed me at the time. Like especially with the she didn't like how I was um, I wasn't pouring the wine to the guests at, later in the night um, correctly, and I know the correct way to pour wine. I actually know it, um, but you know when when there's so much to do, sometimes you just you know you're not doing everything in the proper way, but like you're getting it done. You know these guests are they want refill after refill. You're you're pouring their wine, but I was holding it by the neck, and I could have eas- she could have easily just said hey like can you make sure to, you know, pour it, pour it properly. Um, that's important to me or whatever. And it would be like, Oh yeah, of course. Sorry. Like, and do it. <laughs> and but also she never after- told oh, me like she, I, she said in, in hindsight, you know, on an interview. <laughs> also after like your guests, like seventh glass of wine, I really don't think they're going to be writing on like the comment card. Like Dude. she was holding the wine bottle wrong. It's like, that's I don't like think the- it's the big thing to be freaking out about. Yeah. For the most part, the people are, are so drunk and and just there to have a good time they're they're not focusing on like those little details which I know are important in the yachting industry but when you're very busy you know sometimes you have to have discernment over what takes precedence over what so you know if the little drawer in the stew pantry is not organized perfectly but the guests are getting their drinks in a timely manner you know then that's going to be more important totally (laughs) I completely agree so were you surprised that Ashling ended up being promoted to second stew over you how was that whole well what's really funny is that nobody there was never an actual promotion what happened was uh, Francesca said that the the two of us are going to be third stews so she never actually had a second stew yeah so she she never even really, she never officially got promoted to a second stew. When Francesca had the talk with me, she was like, I'm going to keep you guys both at third. Oh. So I don't know if everyone just assumed that or if they like said it on the show, but oh, anyway, I'm just getting technical here. <laughs> yeah. Was I surprised? I mean, no, Ashling came in and, and was you know, really impressing Francesca and proving herself as a valuable asset. And um, I was just looking more and more like I didn't know what I was doing. And (laughs) it was just, it was frustrating. Was it hard watching those kinds of scenes when you were watching it for the first time thinking like, oh shit, like the two of them are kind of going against me? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, especially just because with Ashton, like, you know, I had no idea that she felt the same way as Francesca. so I well yeah she was my roommate she was just like you know super nice to my face and seemed like supportive and and like she was you know happy with our work together and you know I just she never like took me aside and said hey you know I, I feel like I'm doing your work you need to step it up like I've never had that conversation with her so that's what you know looking back I don't like that at all <laughs> yeah I mean that's like going back very uncomfortable. what we were saying with Francesca where it's like if you really feel like all of your work is like if if she really feels like she's stepping in for you a lot on a lot of things pull you to the side and say hey you have laundry this afternoon and I have dishes like I just don't understand like why she couldn't have just vocalized needing a hand especially like in a high stress situation like yachting where like anything can happen at any minute that derails the entire organization of like the interior and the exterior absolutely and things like when you're when you're being told to take a break from your superior like you take the break because that's what's that's the flow you're you're just kind of following orders but I would I feel like I would get kind of it would look bad on me because like I would take the break and then like ashing that one time like stayed up like later but then was like super tired the next day and uh, you know that's just not how I roll (laughs) yeah I mean if you get a break and it seems like you guys are on your feet the entire time I feel like you have to take it and and it's not a break like a normal job where you can go for a walk or do something like you're just stuck in your little cubby like it's not like a, oh yeah a mental health break like you're just shoved in not your at all bed. you're you're just you just get to literally put your feet down and and not think about work for like a second you know yeah. as soon as you leave that that cabin it's just it's always game on so it's a lot so had you ever been fired before were you expecting to be fired were you feeling anything in the air or was it like a complete shock for you um, well, I was walking on eggshells for a while with Francesca. So I knew that she wanted me fired from a while ago, you know, as soon as Ash came in, basically. Yeah. But I mean, just looking back, I, I was I was totally shocked because I I felt myself I was improving. Like I, I was switched on. I was doing everything I possibly could do, you know, with all the jobs that she would give me every single day like I would complete them we'd had we've had we've had successful charters and it just and then the end of a charter would happen she go I still I'm just really unhappy with you and I'm like I, I just honestly didn't understand it she didn't have clear examples of what why so it just felt more and more personal and I didn't think that Captain Lee would let her fire me 
for those reasons because you know I I really felt in my heart that it, I was working hard and it had nothing to do with with my ethic yeah it was yeah interesting because well as like a viewer and someone who's just obsessed with Bravo so when I realized you were fired at the second to last episode and then it was the last episode in my head I was like well they're not going to replace her and COVID has hit like all over <laughs> the whole world. (laughs) So, you know, I kind of knew it was going to be closing, but did you guys on deck have any idea that COVID was as serious as it was? Like, were the guests coming on and talking about it being nervous or was it still kind of like in the infancy where it wasn't as, you know, serious as everybody eventually thought it was and how it is now? Yeah, we definitely did not know how, just how serious it was. But I remember that the last charter we had with um, the Queen of Versailles and um, yeah, Jackie started only feeling really serious at the last charter when the Seagulls came on, the Queen of Versailles, because they were talking about it, making references. Um, Mr. Siegel was mentioning, you know, concerns business-wise and and stuff like that, the economy. And it was like, oh, yeah, my head was in the game with work. I couldn't even focus on anything else. So I wasn't like, you know, concerned until that last day. And then when you were fired, did you end up going back to New York? I did end up going back to New York. And then I was quarantined at my parents' house for like the next four months before moving back to Florida. So yeah, it was the episode. Actually, that last episode, I'm I'm crying. And that's actually a part of me saying like, I'm also just crying because I don't coronavirus. I don't want to go back to New York. <laughs> oh, I know. And New York was terrifying at that I point. I was like, like, oh my God, little did I know. Yeah. Uh, well, we have to talk about the James of it all. And I have to say yeah. like, not only like everybody was just constantly saying Elizabeth and James and the whole time I was thinking of that clothing Mary brand Kate. yeah, yeah <laughs> from Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen like the entire Same. time I was like is anybody going to make reference to their brand please <laughs> I know I should have had them sponsor my dress or something for, the reunion. <laughs> for <Like>. real <laughs> wait speaking of your reunion dress that was like so fun oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, there's a local boutique here um, and uh, yeah, they totally styled me out. I was like, are you sure this one? <laughs> I mean, I love it. It's, it's loud, you know, I wanted to be loud. I mean, well, you couldn't tell it was like, I mean, obviously it was like bright on the, in your little zoom bubble, but <laughs> oh, once I like saw it on your Instagram and it was like floor yeah. length rain- <laughs> rainbow, I'm like, all right, she's coming in with positivity, lots of rainbows and good vibes for this. Yeah. And some figure skating vibes, I suppose. Oh yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> But who doesn't want to be doing that? So (laughs) with these reunions, I feel like you have to go in with whatever will bring you a little bit of joy because you just don't know how it's going to go. You are so correct. That's (laughs) what I tried to do. (laughs) So with James, you could see like some flirting and James is attractive. I'll I'll give him that. Um, But a lot of the other women on the show were just so so turned off by him and you weren't. (laughs) So it was, I know, like immediately I was like, oh, I'm clocking these two. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I have a tendency to see the best in people and then I focus on that rather than the reality. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that, yeah. I feel like that happens a lot. (laughs) Yeah. 
And, you know, we started to have more and more of a connection. I mean, after I got demoted, I remember James and I talked and like, he genuinely made me feel better. And like, at that time, when, you know, just struggling with what I was going through with Francesca, which felt like abuse, <laughs> like having James uh, kind of on my side, it was, I guess it just made me feel better about the whole thing because it was really rough. Well, yeah, like when you feel like you can talk to someone and have them not, you know, judge you and just like listen to you. And especially like that he wasn't in your team. It's not like he's in the interior crew where he is like privy to everything happening. It's just kind of nice to talk yeah. to like an outsider in a way. Yeah. And he also, you know, just saw that side of her and because she's acted like that towards him as well. And so he's just like, he was also just, you know, kind of angry about it. And um, I connected with that energy. <laughs> I connected with your equally as angry energy. <laughs> towards my boss. Um, right. And I think I just needed to balance, like, you know, how overwhelming that was on her end with, like, some fun. <laughs> well, when you guys, like, started, like, flirting, dating, like, going on little dates whatever like sneaking off together like were you in the back of your mind thinking like wow this guy could be a serious thing or did you always kind of have it in your mind like this is probably just going to be like a fun boat hookup and we'll see where it goes I wish I could say I had the ladder throughout but I'm going to be honest like I guess a part of me was like, if I'm going to have this on-screen relationship, you know, I've I've moved to countries for my, my exes in the past, you know, and I've had it not make so much logical sense, but we've just made it work because we wanted to be together. <laughs> so I just have this hopeless romantic kind of attitude, I guess, I just take with me wherever I go. And I don't know <laughs> if it's serving me anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I get it. But so did you watch any like past below deck franchises to see like every boat romance just generally doesn't work? I mean, you live yeah, it, so. I mean, in my own life, in my own life, I've been through it and they generally don't work. But I guess I still was like, well, maybe this one, <laughs> like maybe this like real this one being on the TV show. But I mean, that's just more like my my dream world you know as soon as he started pulling away I was like all right I mean it's like you have to be at least open to it like why not you never know who you're gonna meet like maybe yeah maybe you'll meet the love of your life on a yacht yeah exactly and it's being filmed (laughs) (laughs) I mean okay we have to play marry fuck kill we have Eddie rob or james should i go first or should you go first um you go first (laughs) i would marry eddie even though his previous seasons he cheated on his girlfriend with rocky but i think he's the cutest person uh (laughs) i would fuck james because he's pretty attractive um i'm not crazy about the brows but yeah i think he would be a good lay for an evening (laughs) And then I would have to kill Rob because not only like was he like so hot, but he was so hot. He was so hot yet so boring. And I think that's a horrible combination. Like, please prove me wrong. Was he (laughs) as like stale in person or? No, no, I I actually love Rob. So I'm going to say that I would marry Rob fuck james kill eddie <laughs> whoa okay i know it's a good <laughs> turn of events but rob's really cool um he's a character 
if he seems boring, it's just because I think a lot of the things that he he said, like couldn't even be aired. He was kind of a rebel and mm. Bravo doesn't like that. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even go to the reunion, you know? Yeah. Because was, he's like, not ah, I don't need this shit. Like, you know, he has that kind of attitude and like, so they're not going to really give him a lot of character if that makes sense totally I mean I didn't like how condescending he was towards Izzy and of course like editing shows certain things but yeah, he, I liked how towards the end she like had that moment with him where she just like really gave up. it to him I'm like nice Izzy hell yeah like stand up for yourself <laughs> don't let him walk all over you you're a badass yeah love Izzy I'm glad that she can do that you know yeah and at least can stand up for it because I mean I can't imagine being a woman in that situation you know I guess Malia from Below Deck Mediterranean was the first female bosun and and she was such an amazing bosun obviously she had her questionable moments with Hannah I will say but (laughs) that aside she was such a great bosun and oh you know openly talked about how difficult it is for women to be respected in an industry that is like so predominantly for men and so to see Izzy kind of work as an underling under Eddie who like really supported her and then yet had these two guys being like why is she getting promoted I don't get it it's like um she worked for it Uh, imagine that I know oh it makes me so mad I I totally get it So, and then obviously, like, we've pretty much touched on everybody, and I have to say, loved you on the show, but I think Rachel, (laughs) Chef Rachel, (laughs) was most definitely the person who had the most, some of the most quotable moments. I don't even, I think I'd get arrested if I said some of the quotes that she said. (laughs) I know, she's just... I love her. She's so out of line, but like, I'm all about it. (laughs) I mean, were you shocked when you watched the meltdown that she had in front of Captain Lee, where she said, like, eat my cooter, like, and fuck you. Like, she like, kept looking at him and she said, like, fuck you. And, like, I feel like everyone must have, like, dispersed and gone back to their teams. And, like, you must have heard that something happened. Obviously, she got up and left. But did you think that the conversation was as severe as it was? I mean, yeah, knowing Rachel, though, like, I wasn't shocked because she, <laughs> how she is, she's shocking. You never know. But um, in terms of like the disrespect towards Captain Lee, like I'm I'm surprised that that he um, kind of took her back, especially because yeah. I mean, I haven't <laughs> I haven't personally like had done anything to disrespect him outwardly, you know, and I feel like I have a lot of he just he has a lot of disdain for me. I mean, I, as much as I saw like an animosity, like I kind of compared the gear situation with Shane Sunshine, whatever his name is. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was fired after like four or five episodes. And I think Captain Lee gave you a little bit more time. And I think he kind of thought Francesca might have just been a little petty in some of her, um, issues and it's like yeah. I think him as a you know a, a true leader probably felt like all right go deal with it like this is so minor like deal with it please deal with it and then towards right. the end when it was like complaint after complaint he's like all right we have to get this girl out of here like because clearly the chief or, was miserable with the situation right. have you like been in any contact with him like or no I haven't but you know I was just a little upset week after week at the way he writes was writing about me on his logs and 
it's just because in person and on the boat, like I thought we really had a great relationship and, you know, I, I thought he, he saw my efforts and, and my devotion to the position and, and, you know, just that I was working hard and that I was doing everything I possibly could, but yeah, he never, he never showed me the animosity that he showed, that he seems to be showing once it started airing, like just kind of following the narrative. It's just kind of like a kick me when I'm down energy. Like why? <laughs> like, you know, I get fired. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. How did I personally offend you? You know? I mean, we saw him in some precarious situations this season. I think the most noteworthy, obviously, other than like Rachel's eat my cooter moment, like uh, was when Dolores jumped off the boat <laughs> and then jumped off the boat the next day as well. <laughs> I think that was a moment that seemed like it really bonded everybody on the crew. And I would have paid money to see that in person. How long was she floating yeah. out in the water for before you guys got oh. there? Well, she actually jumped off like right when we were all there and then proceeded to float away. <laughs> so I would say the whole thing was probably like 10 minutes, but that's just, you know, too long for already having been told not to do that. And yeah, she was, she was definitely a, a bit of a rebel and didn't want to <laughs> listen to anybody. <laughs> And I was, was glad, crazy. I was glad that Captain Lee let her friends stay because I felt bad for them. They were like, what the hell's happening? Like, where did she go? And, and you could see <laughs> as like the dinner was, I mean, as the day was progressing, she was just getting yeah. drunker and drunker. And, you know, yeah. if you really watch editing of any show, you can see who they're focusing on, especially on Below Deck. When they really yeah. pinpoint one person, it's like, you know, something's going <laughs> that to that's explode. The yeah, exactly. There's always like one in every group, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, her friends, I remember, was just so embarrassed the next day. Like, they were so sorry, so embarrassed. And they were just really grateful that they got to stay on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they probably acted so responsible the rest of the charter because they knew like, shit, we can get kicked off at any moment. We already have one strike. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely were on their best behavior. <laughs> well, we saw you on the show with crystals in your bra and calling your spiritual advisor in just, you know, moments of peril. Like what embraced the spirituality? How did you get involved in, in spirituality, I guess? Yeah, um, I like to say I've always been this way. Um, I've always been into personal development philosophy, uh, religion, abstract concepts of metaphysics, like time and space and being. Um, yoga has saved my life in a lot of times uh, throughout my life, like going on. Um, I went on a yoga teacher training. I've been on many, many retreats. I've stayed in ashrams, you know, connecting with my higher self, praying to God. I just always have given more importance to my soul over material. And that's just what keeps me going through life and feeling purposeful and like I'm on a journey and ultimately I want to I want it just to be for the betterment of everybody and so I'm I'm on my way <laughs> trying to figure out how to how to do that more and more I love you that. know have be you a better ever person been, for everyone else have you ever been to a Kripalu in upstate New York oh that sounds so familiar what is that it's like a yoga meditation uh, place. Like they do yoga teacher trainings 
and you do like different weekends and they have different courses all about, you know, one can be about your chakra. One can be about like Ayurvedic eating. They have things called like yoga dance and you do these like funky yoga dance move things. And it's so, so, so cool. When you're back in New York, you should definitely check it out to see if you can get a weekend there because it's like super powerful. Like every time I've gone, I've like had these like realizations about myself, you know, sometimes like when you're taken out of your normal day to day, you can kind of have a deeper reflection on like yourself because you're not in your bedroom. You're not in, you know, absolutely like you're kind of taken out where you're like, okay, like I'm kind of alone in this place. Like what am I trying to figure out? Like what is working? What's not working? And that place has always been like a, a really good place for me. And it's like so beautiful. It's on a lake. There's hiking. There's like all of this fun oh. stuff. It's so much fun. You should. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you're telling me about this. I'm like writing it down now. I'm gonna look into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're doing like the full service now, just because of COVID right. stuff. But probably by the summer they'll be opening back up, and you definitely want to go in well, the I summer so. so you can like kayak and go hiking, and it's just so nice. And the grounds are just gorgeous That's- too. Awesome. All right. I'll look into that. Definitely. I'm always always (laughs) looking for the next excuse to self-reflect and (laughs) self-actualize. So other than self-actualization and acting, what's next for you? Like, would you ever go on another reality show? Yeah, I'm I'm actually open to that, but probably one that where I'm not working, doing my job. I was thinking, which are like most of them, right? <laughs> yeah. You should go onto Bachelor in Paradise. Like I was thinking, like what? that could be a great show. There's lots of dating. There's like, you know, fun to be had. You're on a beach, you're drinking. I feel like that could be a great <laughs> show, a great fit for you. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds about right. Sure, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> Done. I'll I'll pitch Let's you. Make this happen. <laughs> yeah I mean you know I'm open I'm still single and I'm like still figuring out kind of just like where I want to be settled I've got a lot of stuff I'm working on um just with like my creative endeavors art and also I'm a drummer and I want to like really get into music again and just um kind of have some things fall into place in that regard that's what I'm working on well, it's also kind yeah. of nice. COVID, I feel like, has given people time to like sit back and think about what they yes. want and really like work on things, um, especially creative projects. And so it's a perfect time for you to start a band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> any um, any players out there? <laughs> you got a drummer here. <laughs> Well, Elizabeth, this was so much fun talking to you. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You know, where can people find you and follow you on Instagram or anywhere else? Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And they can find me on Instagram, um, Betabird, (laughs) B-E-T-T-A-B-I-R-D, my alias. (laughs) And I'm mostly active on there right now. So, yeah. Thank you. This was so much fun. This was so fun. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. When you're in New York, definitely hit me up. Yes, I would love that. I'm so happy that we were linked up. For sure. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for catching up with me, Megan O'Donnell, on this episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Until next time, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on all social media platforms and feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any hot, juicy gossip or just to say what's up. Stay tuned on Tuesdays and Fridays for more episodes of Bravo Happy Hour. And if you're loving the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give me 
me some love in the form of a five-star review. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.